This is the Mr. Career Tech Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to crush it as a job hunter, career changer, gig hustler, freelancer, or solopreneur. Mr. Career Tech is the place where ordinary people become extraordinary job hunters so they can get the jobs they deserve. Now here's your host, Uli Shield, aka Mr. Career Tech. Tech. Hello friends and fans and welcome back to my latest podcast. In today's pod I'm going to talk about you are worth what you negotiate and we're going to do that in three simple steps. First one, how to get into the right mindset for any kind of pay negotiation. Second step, how to turn the tables and negotiate right And the third step, the last one, how to ask the right questions to seal the deal. I get contacted from professionals from all walks of life, from job hunters to career changers, freelancers or solo entrepreneurs, from job starters to seasoned executives and everything in between. And many of these contacts, they all have the same thing in common. They struggle with the how to negotiate their value or their worth when they talk to their managers for a pay rise or when they negotiate salary with recruiters or simply when they negotiate proper rates with their future clients. Call it what you want. In simple layman terms, they all struggle to negotiate what they are worth. I guess we have all been there negotiating your worth or money in general is the last part of closing the deal, getting the gig or the job or the pay raise. I've learned my lesson early in my career and I got better at negotiating with every job and every client and I thought I'll share that with you today. So let's get started. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast so you can get the job you deserve. And don't forget to take notes during this pod. And as always, if you like my podcast, subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you do. I said it earlier, in business as in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So where do you start? Well, number one, get in the right mindset, do your homework is what I always say to every one of my clients. This will help you to negotiate with confidence versus desperation. And here's how. For starters, you need to know your value. In other words, if you walk into a salary or a pay negotiation with your manager or with a client without a number, you are at the mercy of an experienced hiring manager or a client who can simply control the conversation. Talk to recruiters is another way to do some research. Pick up those calls from recruiters or call one or two if you have them in your network. You may not get a specific number, but even a range is helpful. Another thing to think about is pick the top of the range. When you do your research, you'll probably come up with a number that represents your market value. But what I always say is avoid the middle of the range approach. Instead, ask for something towards the top. 
what will probably happen to you is that your manager or your employer or your client will almost certainly try to negotiate you down. So you need to have wiggle room to still end up with a salary or a pay you are happy with. If you've ever been at an auction, you'll probably appreciate this one. You need to be willing to walk away. So when you consider your numbers, you should also come up with a walk away number, a final offer that's so low that you have to turn it down. Now, this number that you have in your mind could be based on your financial needs or your market value or simply what you need to feel good about when you bring the deal home, so to speak. Walking away from an offer will never be easy, but it's important to know when to do it. And trust me, it's a very powerful thing to be able to say no. And a very special tip, set the meeting or the negotiation for Thursday. Studies from Psychology Today in 2020 have shown that you're more likely to get a raise if you ask for it on Thursday. We tend to start off the week more hard-nosed and even disagreeable, but we tend to become more flexible and accommodating as the week wears on. So Thursdays and Fridays find us most open to negotiation and compromise because we want to finish our work before the week is out. Number two in the process is turn the tables, make it your negotiation. The best way to turn the table is often by starting the conversation. And here's how. Start with a question. You should start the negotiation or any kind of conversation for money by asking what I call diagnostic questions to understand more about the other side of the table. You need to understand what the other side of the table, your negotiator wants, what his or her needs are, their desires, what they worry about, what they prefer, and more importantly, what their real priorities are. Now, when you walk into any negotiation, you want to walk in or arrive to the session with confidence. And the way you enter a real or in these days, you know, during COVID-19, everything happens virtual. So if you walk into a virtual room, you want to set the scene. You want to uh, demonstrate that you're ready for the negotiation. Ever see someone slump through a doorway with a scowl or a sad face? Not very inspiring. What actually needs to happen is you need to keep your head up high and show that you're ready for the negotiation. So it doesn't matter what negotiation you have, a real person or virtual, make sure you keep your head up high, that you smile. And when you start things off with a positive vibe, it's really important that you smile, no matter how small that smile is. And then, of course, think about the other person, the person that you're meeting with. When you prepare for a negotiation, always try to get into the mindset of thinking about the situation from your opponent's perspective. Consider the other person or person's thoughts and interests. And if you do that, you're more likely to find a solution that works well for both of you, for you and your counterpart. 
I don't enjoy negotiating anything, especially when it comes to money. And I particularly don't like it when it gets pushy. So my tip is always stay positive, not pushy. Negotiating may be scary, but you should always keep the conversation on a positive note. And now you're approaching the center of the negotiation. You now need to focus on number three, asking the right closing questions. And here's how. The first closing question that I always refer to is the anchor question, also called the making the ask questions. In other words, you need to put your number out first. The anchor question or the first number that you put on the table is the most important in any kind of negotiation, whether it's for salary or a particular value when you negotiate with your future client, since it is what the rest of the conversation is based on. If it is too low, you'll end up with a lower final offer than you probably want. You should always be the first person to mention a number so that you, not the counterpart, controls the anchor. Now, here's something that often happens with recruiters. Recruiters tend to give you a number and they'll say things like, would you be happy with $75,000? If that happens to you, don't respond right away. Count to five. Five seconds is a long time. And then simply just repeat that same number back to the recruiter or the person who made the offer and literally do it very slow, sort of in a question form, $75,000. Hmm. I use this technique every time I've used it in my career. I use it with every client. I repeat the number and I'll do it really slow. And in 95% of the cases, the counterpart will start talking and actually talks about, oh, actually there's more room or we also have this or that on offer. And that's usually where the counter offer starts. Oh, and before I forget, if you come out with a number or if they come out with a number, never accept or use the word between when you negotiate. In other words, never give a range. When you say things I'm looking for between sixty to $75,000, that suggests that you're willing to concede and that the person you're negotiating with will immediately jump to the smaller number. So you're not really at the winning end of the negotiation. Here's a very common mistake. A lot of clients, when they negotiate, they tend to mention personal needs, and that's an absolute no-no. Don't focus on your personal needs, like the fact that your rent's gone up or childcare expenses have increased, etc. Chances are your co-workers are dealing with similar situations. You make a much better case to anyone, whether it's your boss or your client and his or her boss, that you are worth more when you focus on your performance and your achievements or simply your style and your abilities. In other words, when you focus on the value, you are worth what you negotiate. Another thing that could happen towards a negotiation is that your counterpart mentions the no. 
So don't fear the no. You may be afraid of rejection or an uncomfortable negotiation, but a negotiation doesn't actually start until someone says no. So if you understand that the no is just part of the process, not a statement on how you're doing, then you're actually really negotiating. All of this takes practice and we tend to get better with every deal, but you're almost done. Now all that is left is number four, getting an answer to seal the deal. And here's how. Remember the first one I mentioned is use stalling to your advantage. What I always do is I count to five. So when you hear the other person's first offer, do things like repeating the number or simply just say okay or maybe just hmm. Give yourself some time and in the seconds of silence the other person is more likely to improve their offer in some way. Now remember you're on the finish line, you're almost there, so don't do this one, don't make any threats. Ideally, what you want to do is you want to work, keep working on the deal with the person you're talking to. So if things go wrong, if things are not going right towards the end, it's important to keep the conversation positive. Whatever you do, don't threaten to leave. So don't say things like that. If I don't get the raise, then I'm leaving the company or anything like it. Or you're saying things like I'm going to walk away. You should never threaten your boss. You should never threaten your client with other job offers, with other interviews or with other recruiters or conversations with other clients. That's just not good form. Whatever you do, until the very end, keep negotiating. The good news is when you negotiate, you get better. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. Even better, the more money you'll bring home. So there it is. Go out there and start negotiating you now got the skills to do it right. It's pretty cool, isn't it? And it's really not that hard if you reflect on it. The bottom line is getting the right money for the work you do is as important as it is to accept any kind of a new job. But don't let it stop you from seeing the big picture when you negotiate. I hope you liked this part and if you did follow my channel, make sure that you do. And don't forget, in the end of the day, it all boils down to what I said in the title of my pod. You are worth what you negotiate. Keep that in mind and you'll have a far better chance of securing better pay for your work, no matter what you do, whether you're a job hunter, a career changer or a solo entrepreneur. And as always, remember to come prepared so you can tick the right boxes before you start to talk money. Mm -hmm.